1: Yeah. Hi there everybody On today's wrestling news Legendary wrestling promoter Jerry Jarrett Passes away at 80 years old
0: We've got a major update On Triple H's Wrestlemania plans We've got the latest On WWE's plans For Sami Zayn And there is a brand new role For a former AEW champion I'm Adam Wilborn And I'm Andy Murray And this is the news We're going to
1: talk about Jerry Jarrett To start this thing off He passed away yesterday At 80 years old It was uh, broken Kind of by uh, Memphis wrestling historian Mark James a PW Insider Kind of quoted him or, or, or mentioned him in yeah. their report which was one of the first and dutch mantel who worked with and under jerry uh, extensively in the memphis territory and elsewhere throughout his career he broke it as well um, he passed away yesterday 80 years old of course if you're a younger wrestling fan you probably know jerry as jeff jarrett's dad yeah. first of all uh, but also alongside jeff one of the co-founders of tna in 2002 and he started TNA in 2002, it was like May, April, before they sold to Panda Energy in like October, the Jairus did, Um, but he stayed on management until like 2005-ish. Prior to that, he'd actually looked into the possibility uh, of trying to buy WCW when it was going out of business. Um, Obviously that didn't work out and Vince ended up buying it and and all of that stuff panned out. But that's probably what younger wrestling fans know Jerry uh, best for, but I mean, really, it's difficult to fully encapsulate his whole legacy, obviously. Um, But... His most important work, I think, was probably in the Memphis Territory with the Continental Wrestling Association that he founded in the 70s. I mean, if you want, like, the quintessential bridge between, like, the territory era and the modern era of pro wrestling, it's there. It's Jerry Jarrett's booking um, and the various things and bits and bobs he put together in Memphis. It was a promotion or a group, sorry, a territory that emphasized deep-rooted personal issues Mm. uh, and, and skits over matches sometimes, and like, lots of wild, chaotic, arena-wide concourse brawls, and these big, crazy angles that you didn't really see anywhere else. Um, It kind of brought stuff like that to the forefront in the 70s and the 80s, and like, it really shaped the wrestling that we watch today. Of course, he built around, like, stars like Jerry the King Lawler, who was just the hugest deal in the world, uh, in that territory. Legendary feud with, with, like, Bill Dundee and stuff, but like, Every major star of that era passed through Continental, your Ric Flair's, your Harley Race's, your Jack Frisco's, name them, they showed up there at some point. Monday nights at the Mid-South Coliseum, regularly drawing tens of thousands of fans. You know, a hot, hot, hot uh, group, a hot, hot, hot territory. They dominated Memphis uh, and really foundational in shaping today's wrestling. So it's obviously a really sad situation. There's not been any statements or anything from the family as of yet. But, as always, we offer our deepest condolences and sympathies to everybody. He is uh, survived by a wife and four children, so those are at the forefront of our thoughts here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, legendary, uh, revolutionarily, generally, like, wrestling figure yeah. in Jerry Jarrett, and I think today, if you were to go just hop on YouTube, type in like Continental Wrestling Alliance, yeah. type in Memphis Wrestling, just watch some angles and stuff. Like a lot of that stuff really still holds up today. And considering it happened like 30, 40, 50 years ago, that says a lot.
0: Yeah, um, not a lot to add really, what you said there, Andy. You're a legend of the business, um, another person who, Uh, The moment the sad news broke of his passing, you just saw the shockwaves across uh, everyone on social media paying their respects to him. I think it's a great idea to go and uh, look up something like that uh, to celebrate Jerry Jarrett's memory. And uh, yeah, just to reiterate our thoughts and prayers go out to Jerry's friends and family at this very, very difficult time.
1: Wrestling today does not look like what it currently looks like without Jerry. Like genuinely, extremely important figure. And if you're like a younger fan who's maybe not as familiar with some of the foundational work you laid, spend a little, you'll have fun like researching and looking into this stuff. Like it's such an easy time, an easy promotion territory, whatever, whatever, to revisit. Yeah. Great fun. Uh,
0: Moving on, let's talk a little bit about WrestleMania. It is less than two months away now, of course. And uh, according to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, Things seem to be going according to plan. Um, Dave said, almost everything that I've heard, everything that I've heard months back, there have been changes from months back. What I would say a month back, everything is happening exactly the same as planned. Uh, this contrasts, <laughs> surprisingly, with WrestleMania 38 last year when Vince McMahon was still in charge of the creative products as chairman and CEO. Meltzer noted that last year, every single week, there would be something tweaked in some way. Not big changes, but there'd be tweaked stuff, stuff. Now there hasn't been. Um, just sort of, I suppose, reiterating what we all assumed was happening, Andy, in yeah. terms of, yeah, Triple H has always struck me as someone, you know, even from his time in NXT, that has a long-term vision. Things change, plans change. You know, you have to adapt to injuries or fan reaction or whatever Things it may getting be. Hot, yeah. But I think um, if you'd have asked... Triple H, let's say at Survivor Series, what is planned for the main events of WrestleMania would be, I think they wouldn't be that different from from what they are right now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's I think wholly beneficial it's for nice WWE, to hear. yeah, because <laughs> whether it was, you know, necessary or not, Vince would come in depending on what side of the bed he got up and change huge amounts yeah. of plans. Like you say Meltzer talks about little tweaks, but if you tweak something a little bit every single week, there are 52 weeks in the year. That's a lot of tweaking. Yeah, so absolutely. So I think this is pr- far more beneficial for WWE and their storylines going forward.
1: Well, for a while, it felt like you were waking up every single week and hearing about Vince tearing up a script yeah. and like changing things like hours before hitting the airwave. I'm pretty sure we've covered several stories on these videos where we've been like, oh, yeah, by the way, they were still making changes when Raw started yeah, oh, goodness. Um, under Vince. So, like, Vince, look, I... Y- Vince's last 10 plus years, hes a tra- he was a trash booker. He was absolute garbage. You can account, like, he's very beneficial, uh, like the Monopoly situation for years and years and years insulated him against this because like he didn't really need to do any better because there was nowhere else for the fans to go. Now however, Triple H is doing a genuinely very good job and yeah. it shows in the TV ratings which are up and nice. It shows in the ticket sales i think wrestlemania is on like 50k plus for both nights already that is no mean feat it shows in like every single pay-per-view is breaking viewership records a part of that is down to peacock like it's got like 20 million subs or something like that so
0: more people will be like oh what's
1: this wrestling thing but like you have to give credit to the booker he's doing a good job yeah
0: you feel like you can invest in things like me and i still remember during the the pandemic me and hamlet would text each other just when they hadn't screwed up the yeah. Sasha and Bailey story, going they've not ripped up the script and changed it this week. You can invest in long-term story uh, storylines and what have you. And I just think, yeah, it's the, the, if anyone seems to think, well, the last ten years it's a bit harsh on Vince. No, nope. a broken clock is, is right twice a day, yeah. and if I had the talent that Vince had had access to, and just threw darts at a dartboard, they could probably throw something together. Exactly, and
1: there is a big difference between being a good booker and a good promoter. Um, you can say that he was still very successful in a promoter, as a promoter in his like latter years in in the seat, um, but as a booker and a writer, for me and my taste, I thought he was complete garbage, and I'm not going to soften it up. No. Um, so you know what isn't complete garbage? Go Sammy, Sammy Zayn. Uh, yeah. Yes. This is good. Uh, so this is obviously one of the great triumphs of Triple H's uh, reign as head of creative is that we, the Bloodline storyline is still awesome and it's peaking at just the right time. But a lot of you know when you think Sammy Zayn. Right, there's a bunch of speculation at the moment people doing fantasy bookings And I think that's awesome like people have so much ideas. They're so inspired by it and people thinking well What happens? Does he just lose at Elimination Chamber and does Cody just win the belt at Mania? Does Sami get in a triple threat somehow? Do they do both matches on both nights of Mania somehow? What's gonna happen? Something that pops into a lot of people's heads is, well they can't put the belt on Sami because they're going to Saudi Arabia the next month and obviously Sami's Syrian heritage prevents him from appearing on those shows in Saudi Arabia, but that isn't going to factor into WWE's decision-making. Uh, Dave Meltzer was on Twitter. Someone asked him about this yesterday. Frank Kalamano uh, on Twitter, asking about the Sami, Saudi Arabia situation. Dave says, whatever decision has been made, this has nothing to do with it. Promise. So that's good to hear uh, that they, they don't necessarily go, oh, well, we, we can't, like, If they decided that Sami winning was the right thing to then be like, oh, no, but we can't do it because of this, that's that's rubbish because you want the full story. You don't want want this backstage situation creeping into it. For me, I think it didn't necessarily matter. I think that you don't need the WWE title on those Saudi Arabian shows because all they need to do is book Legend, X, Y, and Z. uh, And the crowd is going to be super energised. I don't think Sammy needed to be on them. Um, But,
0: like... It's not going to be a factor. Yeah, it's just a relief, like you say, to hear this, because... You, yeah, you didn't want them to say. Actually, that's the best story we can come up with. But technically, we've got to go to Saudi, so we can do the second best yeah. decision. I still think I'm not going to give my fantasy booking again. Actually, it's, from it's on a lot of accordion. content. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. But I'm glad that this isn't factoring into it. And like you say, yeah, just because that Sammy is world champion, even if they didn't split the belts or whatever, if he held every single belt on the entire company. It's Saudi Arabia, it's a kind of weird one-off show thing. Just book team legend versus another team legend for some weird stick or whatever it may be, or just loads of mad stipulation matches, Hell in a Cell, Judy Bagwell on a forklift, whatever it may be, uh, you could just do that instead, like you say, Andy. Yeah. So I, I'm just glad that it isn't gonna factor into it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. To AEW. How, what's going on with former AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa? Well, she is still recovering from injury and we wish her well in her recovery from that. And she announced some very exciting news on Twitter. You may have heard her being involved in the Spanish language broadcast team when they were in El Paso, yes. Texas. Um, well, on, following on from that... Uh, as her re- recovery continues, that's going to keep happening. She tweeted, uh, "Exciting news, AW fans! While my recovery continues, I'll join AW as a Spanish commentator and on-screen personality. I'm thrilled to be able to serve Spanish-speaking fans in this unique way. Health is a, a journey with ups and downs. There she is, friend of Simon Miller." Meanwhile, I'll see you from the booth. Uh, Referencing the gimmick. I love, love that. And uh, I'm really happy for her because I've, I've, I know we're not going to see her necessarily on our screen, but I'm glad to see her doing stuff because this injury's taking ages and it must just suck to be sitting on the sidelines. But to be able to still get involved in stuff like this, she's lovely. I love her. Great news.
1: Yeah, you know what's going to suck even more is when she hears from our lawyers for using the phrase ups and downs. for you. Which we definitely own. <laughs> uh, jokes aside, obviously. Yeah, cool role for her. While she's recovering, yeah. uh, this injury sounds like it was a lot more complicated than we originally thought it would be. Uh, I'm glad that uh, they, that she's got this position that she can do while she's away. Keep her kind of involved without you know being fully healed and all of that stuff. And hope to see her back in the ring soon because I think she's great.
0: Yeah, sometimes when your, your wrestler, your favourite wrestler, is missing from TV. Maybe they're dealing with some stuff and maybe you shouldn't just speculate on it on Twitter. Yeah, it's often good to like to not yeah. be weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's, that's that's thing to take from today. Yeah. Don't be weird, especially on social media. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of that. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of that. Uh, right, let's move on to your questions. Usually from Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE, today from our YouTube community section, so make sure you subscribe and always check that out because especially on Fridays, we're looking for the weirdest and wackiest questions. That's
1: when you could be weird, but. A different kind there's, there's levels yeah there's levels <laughs>
0: uh, Jacob Mezzanetti uh, I'll tell you why this caught my eye because Jacob, Jacob Jacob writes good morning fellow Hooper maniacs oh, hoop. there we go do you think TK <laughs> could pull off the all out double pep uh, again with JY and Kota Ibushi very year?
1: interesting I feel like JY is going to show up somewhere before all out um, although like I love the idea of the all out double pop just becoming a thing like, yeah after Cole and and. and Danielson the other year which was awesome um, imagine
0: getting Kota Ibushi and going alright but what else yeah.
1: oh it's White too that'd be cool uh, I think White's going to pop up somewhere before then I've, my gut and it's quite the gut uh, tells me that he's going to go to WWE yeah. I think that would suit him well and it would be really interesting to see him in a completely different environment to the New Japan one uh, so I, think, I do think he's going to go there well, we see Kodai and AEW, That is complicated, isn't it? Because the split from New Japan got quite ugly and quite public. Um, so I, I'd imagine there are complications with that working relationship potentially. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. Just trying to bring in all possibilities yeah. without saying for definite. So maybe there's something. Maybe there isn't. I hope there isn't because... I want to see that man wrestle uh, like a guy in, in a pelican costume. <laughs> yes, in a ring that shaped yeah. like a duck.
0: Yeah, go so. and do all the stuff. Like I'm not saying don't do AEW, but go and do all the other stuff as well as that. And, and you made a very good point before we started recording that. Oh, that's quite a way off.
1: Yeah, that's it, man. It's like six months or, or seven I want months ago. before then in AEW, yeah.
0: please. I want him before then. I want him before I then. I think JY, and maybe this is more hope than expectation, Andy, I want JY the roar after WrestleMania. Because I want them to re establish this under the Triple H regime as like, no, it's still a thing because. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Yeah, make the, it a thing again, man. Like, you've got this... The 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 hardest of hardcore fans is in attendance then. Yes, there there's always been issues following that, of people being like, oh, who's this guy? I didn't watch NXT. But if you want to in, introduce someone and have people be like, oh my God, it's them. Do I watch WrestleMania? Yeah. Um... And I, and I know that's not really been the case for quite a few years but I think that's may, where, may well be where we see J.Y. next I think Koa Brushi will pop up in AEW eventually because of all of his connections there but like you say don't commit yourself just to that Koa because we want to see you.
1: I want to see him everywhere man I want to see him doing the weirdest freakiest stuff and also the best matches I want yeah. the combo I want the giant panda matches in DDT the blow up doll all that weird stuff and I want a five-star match with Kenny. Why not? Let's go.
0: I want to see him versus Simon Miller in WCPW. I wanna see wrestling. A Reunion show that's definitely <laughs> happening. I wanna see the silly and the sublime in perfect harmony. Yeah, Can we book Blobby for that from uh, Riot Cabaret? Well, Blob, we Blobby
1: went into business for himself in oh. that rumble, brother. He mil mascarised himself off the <laughs> off the side of the ring. <laughs> Blobby, Blobby
0: don't play <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> Braxton Taylor is our second question of the day. Braxton writes, morning Jets, what is your dream Sting and Derby party match and what does Sting jump off of? <laughs> <laughs> um, what does Sting jump off of on a party? Uh, God, I have no idea. <laughs> I had an idea of, because he's jumped like, I, that image of him flying through the air is burnt into my retinas, because yeah. I was just like, oh no, Sting <laughs> can't go no more. And he's like, oh, surprise mother. Yeah, I'm half cooked, too. here <laughs> yeah. we go. So I'm it. thinking, I don't. there's not a name for them, I don't think, but Jerry, uh, Jeff Jarrett's gang, on top of each other, so I was going to say him jumped just off Satnam Singh. Yeah, but what if he jumped off? Well, you got Satnam Singh, then you got Sanjay Dutt, then you got Jeff Jarrett. Then arguably you could have Jeff Jarrett's guitar and Sting jumps off of that. Basically, <laughs> I don't know who he jumps onto because they're really fighting in that match. But yeah, Symphony of Destruction match. There you go. There you go. What if we did like?
1: I don't know what 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 kind of party would these guys throw on. I don't know. What, what, what do about we... a duh
0: party? What if they have an Uno game and they jump <laughs> off a big pile of
1: Uno cards? <laughs> Does Darby Allen not live on a ranch in the middle of the country with like no internet and stuff? That would make the most sense. Yeah. I don't know
0: if that's true. I've heard that. Need a big space for jumping over stuff, don't you? So the answer is a cow, then,
1: isn't it? Bring back the cow. Where is it? Where's the content cow? Where'd or he go? What about go? jumping off
0: saying he's riding a cow. That oh that is that really hench cow? Oh the rip to the cane cow with the cane mask. That one. (laughs) Yep. Good. I've got, I hate to break this here, I think I might have been Photoshop somewhat. There you go. Just a thought. Yeah, maybe um, fake. Final question today. <laughs> co- the giant alligator on the golf course though. Oh, Nothing yeah. fake about that, brother. By the way, if you think that's a gimmick, I sent uh, Andy Murray an alligator video just outside of work hours the other yeah. day, didn't I? I love it. Get it, love it love on Plano.
1: <laughs> I, I love alligators, man. A- any video of an alligator where human beings have tried to restrain it and they've taped up its oh, mouth fool. and all that stuff. You fools. And it knocks them out. Oh. Amazing.
0: Don't play, don't play with the flatty. Uh, final question Andy well technically it's a question for the part of the end finally but final question from our YouTube community page comes from Bob 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 is that Jake by any chance it's, <laughs> I don't know I don't know maybe it's his alter ego Bob, Bob 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 maybe more of a Friday question this, but I saw it I thought I have to ask this alright do you think you could chug a gallon of milk
1: <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no I've watched I think I could I've watched Jack ask before brother but Ed. then
0: yeah I've seen
1: what happens how much is a gallon in litres is the oh, question that's because, a good point because we measure we are freaks. let me find out let me find out uh um, a gallon. I haven't even started. So, so, are you going semi-skimmed, skimmed
0: in. milk? Sucks. Skimmed ass. milk is for losers. In, oh my god! It's four and a half liters. Jesus Christ! Right, easy peeps, man. Yes, but you didn't specify how long. Yeah, <laughs> me mean, on the news three days later.
1: Yeah, I could do it
0: in three days, like a slow chuck, <laughs> like oh, a, god. like a drip. Um, no, I couldn't do that, my friend. That that I, that would make me sick. If you're doing one of those major, like, challenges, what are you doing? Because I can't do any of them. No, I don't do I can't do, do that. spicy food. I can't no. do big food. I can't do desserts. I hate that crap. Like, don't, I listen, I say I hate that crap. I hate participating
1: in that crap. Oh, yeah. I love, like, hot ones and stuff on YouTube. Uh, I would not do any of them. I would, like... it. I I said the ice bucket challenge even a few years ago. Oh, I was yeah. like, if you nominate me, my friends, I will 100% donate to the cause and I will spread word to donate to the cause, uh, but I'm not doing the ice bucket <laughs> itself. So that's what happened. About three or four of my friends nominated me and they were all really upset that I didn't do the video and I was like, I told you yeah. this beforehand. However, I've done the Donations so yeah,
0: that's me. I'm not doing and the I challenge a bucket of relatively warm water with one ice cube in it um, And then just show it properly and... you just got in the shower and dropped an ice cube <laughs> on yeah. your head Perfect. Skadja. perfect. Gotcha. Uh, perfect Let's move on to today's and finally and it involves a question Andy, where is the weirdest place you've watched wrestling now? You don't have to be in attendance for it but you do have to watch it. So you watch it on your phone, you watch it on your computer. Sometimes I like to set up my computer and have a nice long soak in the bath and watch two out of three Fools match Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, take over New York. But, but what about you? Where's the where's the weirdest place you have Florida. Watch? <laughs> well, I think Brian Cage might have us both beat because inexplicably, do you know where he's watched wrestling? On his fridge. <laughs> Because inex- like, he very like casually tweeted the other day. Let me read this from Brian. He tweeted, uh, Tonight was a memorable night, the night my daughter was watching wrestling on the fridge and looked back at me and asked, Can I do that when I grow up? So, like, that's lovely. Brian Cage, brilliant wrestler, daughter, inspired, wants to wrestle. Don't can brush over the fact you said I watching wrestling on the fridge. He subsequently followed that up and shown that, yes, he could watch wrestling on his fridge. Wow, good stuff. Do I want him to send us photos? Maybe just tell us for the time being where yeah, the weirdest place I, is and you watch wrestling. I don't you want your photos, That
1: opens the door to hell.
0: That, if you want to send photos, you know where we are on no, Twitter. No, you know where he is. Uh, I don't want to go to the upside
1: down. Um, <laughs> wow. A TV that's also a fridge. I want my oven to be a TV. Like, you open oh, it Oh, yeah. Checking on the chicken who's pinned who in the Royal Rumble. (laughs) No one's pinned anyone in the Royal Rumble, unless it's Randy Savage. Exactly. You know. fool Randy. (laughs) Silly Randy.
0: But yeah, uh, send us- It's probably
1: uh, Silly
0: Randy. (laughs) Send us your uh, weird places you watch wrestling uh, with, with photos if you want. At WWE? At Adam Wilmore, if you want to send them personally to By me. By the way, I actually really like Florida, but it is a weird place. It is a weird old place. Uh, you can follow Andy Murray on Twitter. At, at Andy H Murray. The H stands for Hoop22 Children. But wait a second, Andy. Of the the news the other day was Hoop20. Where's Hoop21? Job
1: Street. Uh, oh, where is it? I know where it is. My brain is. It's going to be a video coming
0: out soon. You have to, that's the game, kids. You have to go and find it. Nightmares of the Ku yeah, Five PM be. today. Is that's, it today? That's when you'll find it. It is a very important, <laughs> serious. As I've said before, Andy and you know, I always call ourselves wrestling journalists. This is the, one of the most serious pieces of wrestling journalism we've ever done. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Go and check it out. Um, oh, do you see uh, the, the
1: grimace bit?
0: Like, share, subscribe, uh, subscribe if to... that for... doesn't pull cool people in. Oh, I don't know what will. Uh, subscribe to what called Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We are going to be reviewing later on today the show formerly known, of course, Andy, as NXT. 2.0. play... Yeah! You can also check out our Dynamite review a little bit later on today. Uh... Oh, God, we just fixed these chairs. <laughs> wow. Uh, right, it's been the news. Thanks, Andy. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Bye.